Episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pregame and experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So back on episode 18, I talked about some of the other types of music I was exposed to during college. Um, not the grunge stuff or alternative stuff. That'll that'll be on an upcoming episode, but more what I was describing as roots rock, Heartlands rock funk rock, blues rock, jam bandy type stuff. And one of those bands was from Boulder, Colorado, and that band was The Samples. When I threw out a poll on the Facebook page on some of the bands I was exposed to, one person voted that they were familiar with The Samples, and that one person was Kevin Williams from the In Obscuria podcast. So I'd be interested in hearing how he would classify the samples based on his podcast's criteria. Personally, I wouldn't classify them as obscure, but I would say they are certainly lost and forgotten. This episode is going to revolve around the sample show I saw on December 2nd, 1994 at the C.Y. Stevens Auditorium in Ames, Iowa. So as I mentioned, they are from Boulder, Colorado, formed in 1987, and so here's, <laughs> it's kind of interesting reading and hearing different uh, people kind of classify uh, their music and what genre they fall under. But I, I've seen everything from reggae-influenced pop rock, alternative rock, folk, jam band, and bluegrass. And I've read and heard of them being described as a cross between the Police and The Grateful Dead. I hear more of a the outfield meets ska music. And that's also for you, Kevin. Um, but from the, the, the outfield, again, the vocal. I think the lead singer of the samples um, really has a Tony Lewis from the outfield vibe to his uh to his vocal style and uh i love it i love it so the classic lineup consists of sean kelly lead singer guitars um primary songwriter for the band andy sheldon bass vocals al laughlin keyboards vocals and jeep mcnichol drums percussion and vocals so again i i kind of mentioned you know, you, you look these guys up and, and you see a lot of different um, genres or descriptions of, of their, their music. Um, this is what Stephen Thomas Erlewine wrote on Apple Music. With their relaxed, slightly jazz pop, the samples were one of the most popular touring bands of the early 90s. After a bad experience with a major label, the band began releasing their own records independently building support through a grassroots network of fans. The band played mostly to college audiences and allowed their music to be spread through bootlegging and taping. Fans in college towns formed street teams to distribute the band's music and help them get shows by popular demand. Through constant touring, samples were able to keep building their network of fans. 
They were also busy in the studio recording three albums between 92 and 93, with none of their albums deviating from their folky Sting meets the Grateful Dead pop. Around this time, the band headlined some of the Horde tour shows in 93 and 96, and they shared the bill with big names such as the Allman Brothers Band, Blues Traveler, and Fish. On their own tours, many up-and-coming bands opened for them, including Dave Matthews Band, Hootie and the Blowfish, and Lisa Loeb. They were the musical guest on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno on March 30th, 1993. I was searching uh, far and wide for that uh, episode of that show. I don't recall seeing them on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, so I would have been interested to see, uh, see their performance, but again, could not find it anywhere. Now, something else about uh, the samples, which is kind of humorous a little bit, but they, they have a fascination with songs about water, rain, tears, you know, anything in that in that vein. Um, here are some of their song titles off of their albums. Ocean of War, After the Rain, Underwater People, When It's Raining, Stone Tears, Still Water, Streets in the Rain, As Tears Fall, Water Rush. I loved her. I loved her like an ocean loves water. An ocean is water. So again, not, not sure what the fascination is with water, um, but from the Colorado Music Experience website, the samples played atmospheric pop, mixing rock melodies and reggae rhythms. Most of the band's songs were written by Kelly, who frequently referenced rain, oceans, and other environmental aspects. So I guess that... Uh, that could explain some of it. Now, um, in doing some research, apparently there was some sort of a documentary that was uh, being put together 10 years ago um, called The Best Band You've Never Heard, Story of the Samples. Um, it was a doc that was going to explore the history and music of the band. Uh, I read somewhere that it was supposed to be or ended up being just something that ended up on YouTube. Couldn't find it, but there was a trailer on YouTube um about the documentary but i could not uh could not see anything um or find anything uh online regarding the doc but youtube does have about a 25 minute documentary called 10 wheels um that's about about them and kind of their their heyday there from 89 to 94 time frame it's okay um if you if you're looking for additional information about them so my background with the samples so i knew nothing of them before uh, going to school in the fall of 91 um so had a uh, um, fraternity brother um, named chris nicknamed goof and he was really into them i probably started to get exposed to them in 92 um he was from Wisconsin and, uh, again, really, uh, you know, started to expose me to some different music, including including the samples. So, again, their, their uh, discography, uh, at least as I was going through school, so their self-titled came out in May of 89. And then November 30th of 91, they released Underwater People, which was kind of a cross between a live album and... Um, you know, some unreleased stuff, uh, and at least I think the title track was the only um, studio track on there. 
um, April 22nd, 92. So again, I would have still been a, a freshman uh, when No Room came out. And then September 24th of 93, The Last Drag came out. Uh, and then September 13th, 94, Autopilot came out. So again, exposed to all of those um all of those albums during my college years so the show we saw so cy stevens auditorium you know it was a theater um nice theater probably you know 2000 plus seater um so again chris the aforementioned chris uh and christian who is one of my roommates uh at the time went to the show I, you know i swore uh, one of my other roommates paul went but i guess he did not um, Christian, interesting story. So he was really the first person I met on campus. It was in the spring of my senior year in high school. I had driven over uh, to Drake uh, for an orientation. Um, you know, my folks just sent me uh, on that uh, trip on my own. Uh, I got there, and most of the other prospective students had their had their parents with them, which. You know, which was fine. Again, it, it was a good experience for me to go on my own. Um, but I met Christian, and, and his parents kind of adopted me for that weekend, which was kind of cool. Um, but anyway, so we drove up to the show. I don't remember, you know, gosh, I don't remember if we uh, did anything at our um, at our quote unquote town home um, that we lived in. But uh, um, I know there were. No, there were some drinks consumed at the show. Um, so the samples set list. Won't be back again. Little Silver Ring, Taking Us Home, Way to the World, When It's Raining, Water Rush, Did You Ever Look So Nice, Prophet of Doom, Feel Us Shaking, Nature, Giants, Birth of Words, Nothing Lasts for Long, Playground, As Tears Fall, Taxi, Buffalo Herds and Windmills, Underwater People, and closed the set with the song Shawnee Boy. So, breakdown of those songs. So, three songs off of their self-titled album, one song off of Underwater People, seven songs off of No Room, four songs from The Last Drag, and then four songs from the album they were promoting, Autopilot. So... I bootlegged the show, um, again, with the same recorder uh, that I had uh, bootlegged previous shows. Um, what's interesting about this tape, so I've got, a, again, about a 90-minute tape uh, that's full, both side A, side B, but it ends with the song Underwater People, which was the second-to-last song that they played. So there must be another tape somewhere with Shawnee Boy on it, in addition to that, so Christian uh, was a huge, ended up beating him. Mean, he was a huge fan of the band. Um, had uh, had quite a few drinks at the show and, and really was fanboying out, which uh, at the end uh, of the concert, he made us drive over to the tour bus, and he's out with other fans mingling around the tour bus. And, and I remember uh, Goof and I recording some some funny banter uh just taking some digs at him which i wish i could find because it was funny stuff um on there but oh well don't uh don't have it anymore so looking at the set so they started with the song won't be back again (laughs) 
Personally, I don't think it was a great opener. Um, too upbeat, too kind of beboppy for me. Again, too fast, which is maybe odd to say about an opening song, but in this particular case, um, I just not the right song in my in my book uh, for him to start off with. So it's interesting. The highlights of the show um, for me were all songs off of the No Room album, which was their second album when it's raining came up um fifth slot of the set <laughs> on his voice which come across live well as well and then it, the song kicks in breakdown um, his vocal <laughs> gets up there um, a little bit and then just a cool when it's raining outro great great song um, actually a lot of the newer songs um, off of autopilot I didn't think those songs came across real well live 
they're they're vocally challenging and again I, this guy can can handle um, handle his vocals but for whatever reason I don't know I, I didn't think those songs came across very well did you ever look so nice also off of no room and maybe one of their more popular songs <laughs> so nice um, on the second chorus they add some harmonizing in there melodic guitar solo um, cool breakdown uh, initially just his vocal and then harmonizing comes back in uh, with the underlying percussion um, very very cool song and then nothing lasts for long <laughs>
So this song also comes off of No Room. Um, you know, it's a slower, slower song, but just such a cool vibe. Great vocal phrasing. Um, great bridge. Cool guitar solo. Just a, just a great song. I'm glad they uh, wouldn't have expected them to do this song live, but came across um, really, really cool live. Again, another great, great song. Um, sounded good, came across well. So there was actually a review in the Des Moines Register the next day. Kyle Munson, reporter, staff writer. So headline, samples move past comparisons. The Grateful Dead, Pink Floyd, The Police. These are just a few of the bands the samples have been compared to. Friday night at CY Stevens Auditorium in Ames. They were nonchalantly themselves. Four slouched men, minimal lights, and a modest movie screen. If you arrived just before the show started, you missed out. Samples cut their musical teeth in frat basements. This was simply a bigger version of a frat party. Concert hall became a cocktail lounge for the dead heads light culture. This rock, ska, reggae quartet has spawned. A crowd of 1,392 gathered slowly and milled about the main floor, some discovering long-lost friends. Casual atmosphere remained the night's standard. So, I don't know, kind of a cheesy line, you know, people discovering long-lost friends. I get it. He's trying to, you know, lay out what the atmosphere was like, but that kind of a cheesy line. Live, the samples up the ante musically. Andy Sheldon on bass, Al Laughlin on keyboards, and Jeep McNichol on drums all shined along with Sean Kelly's lead vocals and guitar. They merge into a tight, engaging sound. The flurry of visuals projected just behind the band was eclectic. Forget U2's Zoo TV, Adam West, Homer Simpson, and Iowa State University's campus was on the same reel. The samples served up songs from each of their albums throughout two solid hours of playing. Taking Us Home off the No Room album was a strong early jam, and yes, the samples have a tribute to Kurt Cobain as well, Weight of the World. Concert was divided by a duet with Kelly on guitar and Laughlin on keys, then Kelly performed a solo song. After that somewhat acoustic bit, the four launched into a more of an orbit, lengthening the jams. Some of the audience members responded, others put their feet up, some were gossiping in the lobby. Okay. Kelly bummed a cigarette from the crowd before their closer, Underwater People. That wasn't the closer. The closer was Shawnee Boy, but the band members even switched instruments for the encore, which was still Underwater People. The samples have created a distinct sound, and it's better live. So moving on to the band on the bill spotlight. So again, I know most of my listeners uh, are not necessarily familiar with the samples, so I'm not going to go through uh, uh, through their albums, you know, up through this show uh, and, and talk about them specifically. But I'm going to go back. But I'm going to do what I did on the uh, episode 19, Matthew Sweet episode. So I'm taking a look at their. Uh, best of uh, that they have and kind of analyze that a little bit and, and what I would have done uh, with that compilation uh, differently than what they actually did. So the very best of the samples, 89 to 94, was released on November 16th of 2004. All right, wait a second. 
released November 16, 2004, for a compilation based on 89 to 94. Why would you wait until 2004 to release this? Ten years after the latter year in that best of date range. Well, we're waiting. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, the compilation, uh, 17 tracks, uh, Feel Us Shaking, Birth of Words, Waited Up, When It's Raining, Did You Ever Look So Nice, 14th and Euclid, Taking Us Home, Little Silver Ring, Still Water, Nitrous Fall, Water Rush, Only Do You, Way to the World, My Town, Summertime, Nature, and When the Day is Done. So, interesting. So, again, we're dealing with um, five albums uh, between that uh, date range. 17 songs, and the track listing is not uh, entirely chronological. It is uh, up to um, track 13, and then they just kind of throw some random tracks um, off of those albums to, to finish it off. So looking at the self-titled, so they got five songs from there. Um, Feel Us Shaking, Birth of Words, Waited Up, My Town, and Nature. So I would, um, I would actually uh, only have four songs from that self-titled. Um, Feel Us Shaking, Birth of Words, uh, and Waited Up. So I agree uh, with what they did there, but I'd leave off My Town um, and the song Nature and replace them with Oceans of War. So again, also interesting, I talked about Sean Kelly being the primary songwriter. Uh, on this first album, Sophia Shaking was written by the whole band, um, and Waited Up was uh, actually co-written uh, by Sean Kelly and Al Laughlin. So moving along to uh, Underwater People, so they did not have any songs off of here. Again, Underwater People is is really the the only new studio track on here, so I would have them uh, add that to this. So we're up to track. Uh, track five on my version of this moving along to no room so obviously no room is is probably their their biggest album um i mean the show i saw had seven songs from that album included um on this best of they had five songs from there when it's raining did you ever look so nice 14th and euclid taking us home and summertime. So I would um, have those have four of the same songs there. When it's raining, summertime. Did you ever look so nice? And 14th and Euclid. Uh, but I would replace um, taking us home with nothing lasts for long. And again, interesting looking at the songwriting credits here. Um, so summertime, written uh, Sean Kelly and Al Laughlin as was Did You Ever Look So Nice, and as was 14th and Euclid. Then moving along to The Last Drag, so they had four songs from there, Little Silver Ring, Still Water, Nitrous Fall, and When the Day is Done. I would actually uh, include five songs from this album. I, I can remember, actually, when this album came out uh, in the fall of 93, Again, I think people were expecting another uh, No Room, which was so popular. But I can remember 
some of the some of the guys that that were into them uh, at school not liking this album, but um, preparing for this episode, you know, I went back and listened to all this stuff, and and you know, the last drag really held up. Um, so, little silver ring, uh, still water, um, were songs that I would have on my compilation, which is what they had. But then I would include every time. I mean, there's a, there, I think there's a video for that song uh, as well. The song Taxi, uh, and then the song Eatonville, which uh, Taxi co-written Sean Kelly and Al Laughlin, and then Eatonville was uh, just solely written by Andy Sheldon, uh, which was which was interesting. And then the most recent album, so Autopilot, they only had three songs uh, from that album on this compilation. Water Rush, Only to You, and Weight of the World. Um, so I would include five off of here. Um, the lead-off track, As Tears Fall, Weight of the World, um, Water Rush, Finest Roll, and Who Am I. So a couple similarities there. Um but an interesting with the song Water Rush uh, was actually solely written by the drummer uh, Jeep McNichol. So, with that said, um, my compilation, um, I believe, was 20 songs. So, Feel a Shaking, Birth of Words, Waited Up, Oceans of War, Underwater People, When It's Raining, Summertime, Did You Ever Look So Nice, Nothing Lasts for Long, 14th and Euclid, Little Silver Ring, Every Time, Stillwater, Taxi, Eatonville, As Tears Fall, Way to the World, Water Rush, Finest Roll, and Who Am I? So again, if you're not familiar with the samples, uh, don't, don't get their best of. Listen to uh, my best of <laughs> track listing. Uh, I think it's a better... Uh, um, representation of of those first five albums so they've released eight studio albums since autopilot came out in 1994 i am unfamiliar with all of them i lost track of them after i graduated uh their um, sixth album uh, outpost had the original lineup um but then the last seven albums did not uh went through a lot of lineup changes again not saying whether or not that stuff is is good or not i can't comment on it um but again over the last 25 years um it has not been the original band so now on to the slam fest tip of the week so wrapping up my um, college years here so i wanted to mention one more thing um talked a little bit about uh um, fraternity house and the parties and, and and stuff that we that we had, but there was one thing that I forgot to mention, but when I got there, and I'm thinking it might have been, so again, this was the fall of 91, um, and may have only been um, in effect for a year or two, but there were no kegs allowed at all, so none at the house in general, none at the house during the, any, any parties, um, because it promotes binge drinking they talked the bar the whole fucking bar okay so that'll stop people from binge drinking if if the fraternity houses don't have uh, don't have kegs so instead you know we would buy um 
you know, 40, 50 cases of beer, put in a big trough behind a bar and, and uh, you know, have some pledges work the, work the bar, which again, I'm still not sure how we got away with doing any of this stuff. Um, like I mentioned before, hiring uh, police officers to be at the door, um, and I mean the underage drinking going on. I mean there was it, it, it was just so so loose. Um, but thank God they stopped uh, uh, allowing us to have kegs because you know that would uh, that would cause things to really 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 get out of control. So now to close out the episode with a which side are you on? So I'm going to go with, uh, obviously, obviously a samples album, but I'm going to go with the one that they were promoting for this tour. Um, Autopilot, released September 13th, 1994. Produced by Walt Beery, I think. B-E-E-R-Y is how it's spelled. Um, you know, looking at uh, some stuff online, the hype sticker uh, lists As Tears Fall, Water Rush, and Buffalo Herds and Windmills on it as the songs, um, you know, as the as the uh, standout tracks uh, from the album. You know, anytime I listen to this album, and obviously I did leading up to this episode, but it takes me back to my senior year. Again, it came out in September of that year. We saw them in early December. Um, and again, no more frat house. Um, our house was shut down by uh, nationals my junior, at the end of my junior year. So we were in a, um, three of us were in a townhome right next door uh, to the old friend house, which was interesting. But again, hearing this album just takes me back um, to that time uh, my, of my senior year, which was, which was great. Um, kicking into the album, so side one leads off with As Tears Fall. So one of the songs mentioned on the hype sticker. Um, great opening song. Great drum intro, acoustic guitars, lead guitar melody. A lot going on musically uh, in this song. But great groove, mid-tempo, great vocal and melody. If you need water, I'm your rain. If you need fire, I'm your flame. Maybe a little cliche, but I think it works. Um, Good guitar solo, great harmonizing. And I will say my roommate, Christian, who went to the show, um, played the shit out of this song. just played it constantly. Um, track two, Mad Men. So, uh, upbeat song, um, guitar-driven, kind of sound has a REM feel to it musically. Cool guitar solo and and uh, um, some cool leads during the outro. And back to As Tears Fall, I, I kind of mentioned in talking about the show. It that song unfortunately didn't come across live. Um, Going back and listening to the the bootleg, it's funny when that song started and it was towards the end of the overall set. You can hear um, hear us talking and Christian was I, I don't know where he went. I don't know where he was, but you can hear him on there. Where you know where's Christian as the song is starting, which is his favorite song on the album. Um, track three, Way to the World. Um, again, surprised that it didn't show up on that hype sticker to me I feel like this was kind of the hit of the album um, you know I, I've seen some footage of them doing it live on some 
you know, local TV shows of where they were playing. Um, you know, acoustic intro, kind of a Bruce Hornsby feel to it. Um, and as mentioned in the um, in the review written for Kurt Cobain, you know, was life too heavy? Will you be free? You may never get older. It no longer hangs over, so let go of the weight of the world. So, a cool song overall, just not a standout track for me. Um, track four, Water Rush. So again, this was written by um, the drummer Jeep uh, McNichol. Cool drum intro into the mid-tempo uh, jam, great vibe. Main hook in the chorus. I feel like I'm slipping outside myself as the water rushes all over me and tears fill up in my eyes. Again, one of my favorite songs by them in general. Um, well, like I said, while they did it live, it didn't really translate well live. Uh, again, I think the vocals um, were, were especially challenging on this one. And then the last two songs on this side, and I'm album's got 11 songs on it, I'm giving the first... Uh, six to side one but only to you um written by andy sheldon um real keyboard and percussion heavy varying tempos just kind of all over the place um i I don't know just never uh don't get it didn't uh didn't resonate with me um really at all and then seasons in the city uh track six sean kelly and al laughlin um so there was just a voice at the beginning. This is take 67 of Cities in the Season. I mean, Seasons in the City, I'm sorry. Not sure who that was or why that was added on there. Um, but cool mid-tempo jam with another another awkward tempo change um, after the chorus is just, again, kind of an odd uh, odd song. So side two leads off with, with kind of a stinker in my, in, in my case, again, uh, called The Hunt, written by Andy, Andy Sheldon, um, bass player. Um, he wrote it and did the vocals, just, I don't know, only under two minutes, not much there, not much substance to it, kind of an odd uh, odd song. Track two, Finest Roll, again, uh, more R.E.M. Uh, feel to it musically. Uh, great verse melody, great delay on his voice, chorus, great harmonizing. You could be a movie actor, you act like nothing's wrong. I wish this script would just go faster. I've been here too long. Again, another one of my favorites, um, not only on this album, but, but by them in general. Track three, Who Am I? A great drum intro into a great acoustic riff, kind of a nod to the police. Um, great vocal chorus who am I to know this who am I to dream who am I to be here who am I to know who am I to love you who am I to care cool song cool vibe to it Um, track four dinosaur bones all right just doesn't really go anywhere musically it's pretty cool Uh, vocal melody just doesn't uh, stand out doesn't do anything for me at all Um, The album closes out with Buffalo Herds and Windmills. Um, Special guest Boyd Tinsley of the Dave Matthews Band adds some violins to this. So this is just a great acoustic um, song. Uh, Really has an Eagles vibe to it. Great vocal. um, Great, great way to close out the the album. So, you know, looking at this, um, 
you know, each side's got two songs that I really like. Um, side one, As Tears Fall and Water Rush. Side two, Finest Roll um, and Who Am I. And then, but just, you know, breaking it down then from their process of elimination. Um, you know, side one, you know, those last two tracks are, are don't really do much for me. Um, Weight of the World is on side one. Mad Men. Uh, that second track uh, on side one was was really good. Um, side two kicks off with the the stinker, <laughs> the hunt. Um, Dinosaur bones uh, didn't do much, but that, again, Buffalo herds at the end um, is a cool song. But just in general, so four songs from side one, three songs from side two um, that I really dig. So I'm going with side one over side two off of the Samples' fifth album, Autopilot. Have any of you seen the Samples in concert? If so, when and where, and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? Are you familiar with any of their discography? If so, what are your favorite albums or songs? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on the Samples' fourth album, Autopilot? Side one or side two? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you.